Do you like grinding gears and grinding beans? Welcome to Auntie Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'm making myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Joy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. Coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. With me, Todd Whiteford. And me, Tony Lee Johnson. No middle name this week. No middle name. Purity, simplicity. (laughs) I like it. What's been happening? Well, big news. Number one, let's just get straight down to brass tacks. The goalposts have changed. The game has changed. We thought this might happen. We discussed it last week. It has happened. The World of Coffee event that we were traveling to in Warsaw has now been moved to another location. That location, Tony, is... Milano. Milano. Fantastic. I mean, how do you feel about it? I think it's a good move from the SCA, World of Coffee, makes sense. Like we've said before, very important reason why it's happened. I think for us, we've just got to just gotta move our goals in accordance with, with the, the new goalposts. And yeah, I'm excited. Like Milan's a great city, isn't it? Very coffee focused. The Italians love their coffee. Like I've been to, what's the big Milan coffee festival there? Uh, oh, Host. Host, yeah. I've yeah. been to Host before and that's a great, great event. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Be I've cool. never, never been to Milan. But of course, it is the capital of couture. Yeah. La moda. Oh. It's going to be great. Yeah, basically, what does that mean for the listeners who want to know our plans? NC500 kicks off on the 19th of April. That is happening. We're doing it. The next goal, the big challenge, we are still trying to complete the greatest ever coffee ride. The only thing that's changed is the destination. So Milan. So do you want to hear my initial, I had a wee, a wee look at a plan. A plan B, which is now becoming a plan A. Yeah. Um, and let's get your initial thoughts on this, Tony. Day one is actually the same as it was before, which is go from Glasgow, ride from Glasgow to Newcastle to get the ferry to Rotterdam. Okay. That's 239Ks. Piece of cake. Day two, Rotterdam to Liège. So Rotterdam, the Netherlands, to Liège, Belgium. Nice. How far is that? 194Ks. Nice. Pretty flat? All flat, I think. Yeah. yeah I don't think there's much. There. So hopefully... All little, tailwind. Little tailwind. Yeah. Uh, maybe some moto pacing in front of us. You <laughs> yeah. never know. But that's like a good good warm-up. Also, not no joke distance. Like it's too... Two, almost 200k days back to back. What are we talking cobble-wise? Is there, there some cobbles on the way? I'm hoping there's a bit of pavy. there be some, yeah. some cobbles. Cobbles. Yeah. <laughs> Need to check the actual route Yeah. from there. But then, so that's that takes us to day three, where we have our first, this is just a treat for cycling fans, which is to, com- to complete basically half of Liège-Baston-Liège, which is just to go from Liège to Baston. Nice. But... That's only 70Ks. Okay. So we've got to keep going. Then we're going to go Bast... So this is all on the same day. Then I suggest we go Bastogne to Luxembourg. Have a beer in Luxembourg. Nice. Just because when else are you going to go to Luxembourg? That's still not enough distance to get us to where we need to go. So then we need to go Luxembourg back into France and or down into France to Metz. Nice. Yeah. Again, 194Ks. Cool. Maybe a bit of climbing in that. Don't yeah. really know. Luxembourg's... Just basically one big hill. Yeah. Like, so we'll be uphill and then yeah. have a beer. <laughs> have a beer <laughs> after a bit of exertion and then we'll be all downhill. Yeah. Sketchy. I've done a long ride to Luxembourg before. A 240k ride into right. Luxembourg and the hill up to Luxembourg almost killed me in the end. So we've, that's something to look forward to. Great. Look, look forward <laughs> to almost being killed by a hill. Yeah. Like I, I've never been to Luxembourg. I don't sort of envision a, a scenario where I go other yeah. than this. So. <laughs> Just be nice to go get it checked. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and then, so then, then in from Mets, so stay over in Mets. Then day four, just at one big spin, the destination Basel. Nice, two hundred and thirty-eight k's. It's a big day to the border of Switzerland. Nice, that's and I good. think that's when the hills will start. Is that is basically Basel sits right on the border of Germany, France, it's, and Switzerland. Yeah, cool. should be a bit of a cultural melting pot. And then Get the old Schwitzerdeutsch. 
get some. Sh- what was that? Schwitzdeutsch. Very difficult to understand. I'd say it's like the Scots of, uh, ah, right. but a very strong dialect to the point where I can't. Like I can, I'd say I'm fluent in German. I can't really understand can't what they say. Right, we'll just have to do the classic shout English <laughs> at them. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> then, so that's one day. That's a long day. Then, then we start to get into like the sort of queen stages, the serious business. Day five, I suggest we go head directly east to Liechtenstein for the same reason as going to Luxembourg. Like, I don't know when you're ever going to get to Liechtenstein again. It's kind of on the way. Yeah. My suggestion would be to go there. So to get there, it's like 178 Ks. Liechtenstein, again, is a hill. Yeah. Vaduz, the Vaduz Castle, which is probably like the picture that most people would see if you Google Liechtenstein. Yeah. Get there. Again, have a beer. Nice. Then downhill, just a 35k downhill to a little uh, Swiss town called Chur. Chur. C-H-U-R. Chur. Nice. Or if we've got really good legs, and depending on what accommodation we've got sorted, we can go, we can head on a bit further to Tusis, which might make the next day easy, because the next day is the crucial day. We're going up and over the Splugen Pass. Oh. And how many times can we say Splugen Pass in a podcast? A lot. Splugen, Splugen Pass. Say it quick three times. Splugen Pass, Splugen Pass, Splugen Pass. <laughs> so the Splugen Pass, this is, this is probably like, again, an iconic, it's an iconic climb. One of the highest paved roads in the Alps. Amazing. Um, that takes us, as we get to the top of Splugen Pass, it basically turns into the Paso de la Spluga. This is my Daniel Freib coming out where I'm going to do all the pronunciation with extra zing. Then descend the Splugen Pass. I think it's like a 24 kilometer descent. It's a lot of hairpins. A lot of hairpins, a lot of tunnels. It's going to be cool. unreal. That's us descending into Italy along the side of uh, Lake Como. Oh. And then here's my next suggestion. We get a wee quick ferry over Lake Como to Bellagio. And then we make the climb up the Madonna del Gisalo. Oh, lovely. The cycling shrine, a pilgrimage. It fits perfectly, actually. It's almost like this makes complete sense. And then from the Madonna to Milan, 60Ks. Easy. Spinning. Yeah. Downhill. The, the final. It's like, it'll be like the Champs-Élysées on the final day. Exactly. Of the tour, yeah. It will just be cruising. Smoking cigars. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> no hands. I plan to use no hands for 60Ks. <laughs> that sounds magnificent. So we're going to start looking into that I as like accommodation, get some things. Let's use that as a, as a like working yeah. goal. And maybe we can ask any listeners. So if, if anyone's listening and has any experience of the places that we've just mentioned, any ways you might say, oh, don't go that way, go this way. Accommodation stops, beer, coffee places, restaurants, lobster, anything like that yeah. along the way, then hit us up at, on Instagram at anticoffee.anticoffee or send us an email at podcast.anti.coffee. If you want to join us for a beer in Liechtenstein, yeah. we'll try and time it so we're all there. That would be amazing to get like a posse of people just like <laughs> weirdly them. having beers. You'd probably just get the whole of Liechtenstein yeah. coming in. All 25 of them. <laughs> Drinks on us! <laughs> probably well expensive actually. Yeah, for sure. What? I don't um, even know. what they, Have they got the euro? They've probably got like the Liechtenstein ruble or something. Yeah. Some like magical currency. Uh, yeah, so that's, I guess like, it's a pity that we can't go to Warsaw, but at the same time, the accommodation and the venues in Warsaw are all being used for a much better reason than hosting a load of coffee wanks. And it's worth mentioning that although it's now moved, we don't, no one's forgetting what's going on in Warsaw, like we said, and 100% of the revenue from the world of coffee ticket sales will be donated to the Ukrainian coffee businesses and professionals, Yeah, which is a great idea from the SCA as well, like... Chapeau. Yeah, whether yeah. we can do a little fundraiser to help out with that, yeah, we'll try and get in contact yeah. with the World of Coffee. Or if you yeah. work at the World of Coffee, then contact us. Yeah. I think the, the way I see it going is like the NC500 will be the kind of ramping up of this into like high gear. Yeah. So basically after we do that test, we'll have all the data we need to like basically throw a match on this pile of gasoline. Definitely. Ramp up. So then we'll tell you all about the fundraisers. Start planning our accommodation, yeah, and start trying to figure out some other yeah. cool things we can like tie on to different destinations and blah blah blah. For sure, so, yeah, it'd be nice. She'd be right, but we still need a lot of help from our guests, and this week's guest is a big help in the region of achieving goals, 
getting stuff done, I'd say. He's a doer. That's basically we harness this guest to try and absorb his powers of endurance. Yeah. Number one. And he's probably best known for a record-breaking attempt of the West Highland Way in the fastest known time. Him along with Wahoo and Red Bull. Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz. Some others, yeah. Made a, a movie. It's available on YouTube. We'll put the link in the bio. Definitely go and watch it. It's inspiring. It will make you think that the West Highland Way is the thing to do. Yeah. Maybe not on a bike, but <laughs> yeah. he gave it a bash and you can, without any spoilers, well, there's spoilers all through the interview, but <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah, the guest this week is Rab Wardell. Rab rocked up. I actually quite liked the way he rocked up with uh, shawarma in one hand, can of Fanta in the other. Yeah. Like, I'd already clocked that he'd done a 150k ride about two hours before. And he came in just quite the thing, just a wee, just a wee zone one, zone two <laughs> ride, and then a shawarma to finish it off. So we had a good talk. We had a good time talking to Rab. Here is us talking to Rab. we're obsessed with Strava yeah Village Signs yeah and what we call the couture uh, okay. you know like what's the what are the kind of like uh, aesthetic choices that people wear when they go out on clothes yeah. yeah clothing choices Where, what way do you lean when it comes to clothes do you go like full kit do you go aggressive one size down really like Tight sporty cut. fit yeah, yeah, like, yeah or like a race you, fit yeah do you like a cargo bib and a shirt it's a good question Nine times out of ten, most of the time, I'm in full full head-to-toe Lycra. You know, like, uh, you're even on a mountain bike. And again, it's what I've just always what I've worn. It's For me, it's like, it feels comfortable, it feels light, it feels fast. It's So, yeah, I pretty much never get my legs out unless it's absolutely roasting. So, yeah, I'm generally, the only skin showing is generally my face. Yeah. So, like, today when I left the house, I was... Full, you know, like full bib tights, warm jacket, gloves, skull cap, overshoes. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. like, yeah, I think by the time I got into like Nets Hill, like the, the skull cap was coming off. And then, like, once I was out kind of on the coast, the gloves came off. Still, like, that's kind of the order it'll always yeah. go on. Like, the hat'll be off first. And, uh, yeah, quite, I was talking about this the other day as well. Actually, I'm quite a fan of a casket, you know, of a, oh, yeah. of the cap, but I'm always a peak up guy. Yeah. Don't like the peak in in the line would you of sight. Ever, would you ever go helmetless and just go I ride without a helmet quite a lot but only if I'm using my bike for transport I would say so if I'm like if I'm if I'm riding in an urban environment and I'm not taking any risks I'm not you know I don't feel like I'm taking I'm basically I'm riding to get somewhere yeah, which, yeah. you know and again I'm I guess I'm kind of of the Chris Boardman view of like we shouldn't have to wear helmets and you know protect ourselves for fear of being hit by cars and the rest of it you know it's like when you ride in Europe it's like People are in civilian clothes, no helmets, and generally just can ride. So it's similar to walking. As soon as I'm doing, as soon as I'm doing sport, you know, if I'm training, I'm on my road bike. Yeah. If I'm, it is, it it does, it does split my opinion because I do think you know it's it's good practice to wear a helmet. But I've seen the speeds you ride at, Rob, because we've raced yeah. <laughs> we've, raced, we've raced against each other a couple of times. Well, I, I've been privy to your ass as you've been riding off into the distance. Whereabouts? What have we done? So we did Glentress 7 last year. Oh, amazing. I was the guy who right. you lapped me and then you went by and I was like, good going, man. Like, or like said something like, fucking you're riding really well. Yeah. And then you pretty much came to a dead stop and we're like, what? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, uh, no, no, just keep going. Keep uh, going. <laughs> uh, but you were on a flyer that day for sure. I was, and, on, a, yeah, I was on a good day that day for sure. And then... Uh, UK National Mountain Bike Marathon champs okay. in Deadwater. Oh right, no way. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. there as well. But uh, yeah, that Two was savage races. That was brutal. That it was one. really hard. Yeah, it was a real hard day. That I was. Uh, yeah, Glentra Seven. I was on a good day. Deadwater. I was on a less of a good day. But it was funny that Deadwater. You know, the National Marathon and Kielder. I was in two minds whether I was going to start because I was. I just wasn't prepared, you know. It'd been Olympic week, so Katie had been racing Team Pursuit and Madison that week, so I hadn't really been sleeping. Pretty emotionally invested all week, and uh, it was also like ten, you know, two weeks after the National Cross Country race, and I'd been on a bit of a, you know, like bit of, you know, bit unstructured riding, like I was riding chain gangs and having a bit of fun on the bike, but I wasn't really training. 
I wouldn't say I was super prepared going into it and that first climb was crazy, wasn't it? It was like Soggy one. absolutely like again, I hadn't really warmed up. I'd done a, a lot like a little ride and thought I was lined up I was on the front row as well. When it, I expected it to be like a little bit reserved, like to for there to be like a moment. I didn't realise it went straight up a climb really or I had I hadn't really recognised it and it was it was absolutely eyeballs out i remember riding up there and was just on the back of the you know just kind of tailed off of the front group and connor swift came past me like and it was like he'd he'd started a bit further back and he was like oh my god this is now or never stuff and i i I was tailed off i was basically riding my own pace up the hill because it was so hard and i thought that was it i was never going to see those guys again and i rode on at the back of them on the first downhill and i was like oh yes i'm here then like five minutes later when I was in the group and you know just before we're going up to that really horrible wet bit through the woods my shifter started rattling and my shifter was coming loose and I was like no way like this is last again last thing I need so I'm like flat like faffing about in my pockets getting my allen like my allen key out and tried to like tighten it on the as I'm riding couldn't do it I had to stop tighten my shifter and get back on chase back on and then it was just relentless I remember you know again said to Connor at one point after about an hour or so and I'm like this is mental hard isn't it <laughs> like this is like they, I'm like they can't keep riding like this can they surely not and he was just kind of shaking his head like he'd finished the Tour de France like three yeah, weeks before yeah. I end up having this one of these moments where you we heard about like when you have like a really crazy high heart rate spike basically my my max heart rate is like in the mid mid 190s so like it's uh, that's where it is yeah. and I was riding up a climb towards the end of the lap and I looked down on my on my wahoo it's like 210 200 and i'm like that's not right <laughs> and i'm like riding i'm like i'll just kind of ease back a little bit maybe it's misread because sometimes if there's like yeah. pylons or something it can you can have interference and then i did like a manual check two fingers on my neck and i was like yeah that's pretty high <laughs> and i'm like i better back off better back off so i like backed off for a bit and that's when i got dropped from the front group prop was properly spooked you know like properly worried about yeah, yeah. but i put it down to like Basically, because it was so hard, I, every time there was an opportunity, I was just like banging a banging a gel, uh-huh. and I kept I kept just smashing these caffeine gels. Yeah. So I just think it was like way too much caffeine. Just to, the fact it started so early as well was pretty yeah. savage too. Like it was just all I was just all a bit. I was on the limit, like for sure. But I think having all that caffeine gave me that heart rate spike. It's a good one to have up your sleeve for the next race, isn't it? You know that you know you you can get your heart rate above two hundred <laughs> for at least a short yeah, space yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. One if only, uh, yeah. If, it would have been great if that was me, like riding off the front, feeling <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually panicking and and better set up. Yeah. I actually love the idea of you um, fiddling about with your Allen key, stopping to fix your bike and doing all this <laughs> checking while Tony is somewhere with his eyeballs out, just trying to like survive yeah. you're able to get into kind of maintenance mode it's uh yeah. but it's the, level, days it? like that like i have i've got two new friends from that ride like we ended up getting into a group a bit later on i'm still riding with them now after that because yeah. it's such an epic day like it was, it was long me, like, it? It, was it was it was it was really good event though. i really enjoyed it yeah like cool. and, you know, I'm looking forward to going back this year. Is it there again this year? Yeah, Nationals oh, nice. is again there. Same time, same cool. time of I'll year. C- so. I'll come and watch you up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm keen, keen for it. Say. Yeah, so interestingly enough, you've segued us beautifully into caffeine consumption. Yeah. Which is our, our other uh, kind of obsession. So, like, we can always talk about the, the diagram of people who really like cycling and people who really like coffee. And it's like, yeah. for some weird reason, there's a huge crossover. Right, so we know you can handle your caffeine. Are you a heavy user? Are you probably a, too much? Yeah, really. Drink a bit too much here. Yeah. I've actually tried to like dial it back. I'm uh, generally go with like uh, just a French press in the morning. But yeah, like was that a full a full liter? Are you going yeah, half like a, a, yeah, like a big like a three mug job, and it's like yeah, I had to stop that. Yeah, I've got one of the, the little ones now. Sometimes still find myself just making three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I really, you really enjoy coffee. But you would definitely like. Did you bang a couple of coffees this morning before you, you knew you were going to ride a long ride today? Yeah. Like. Yeah, we had a full. What are you like? Press, what are you yeah. like off it, Rab? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> been that long, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've you know I've been drinking. I've, I can't really think. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the last day I didn't drink a coffee. What about yeah. on rides? Are you 
stopping mid-ride, post-ride, or is it just all before? Yeah, pretty much all before. Like, yeah, I, I don't really stop during the ride. Like, I get cafe legs, you know, like, uh, yeah. I get like a blood sugar, blood sugar spike and then a insulin, you know, the insulin kicks in and you feel terrible. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I tend not to stop on rides. I also, I kind of like, quite like to just get it done, to be honest. So it's, I quite like finishing, you know, finish with lunch and the coffee. And, yeah. But yeah, I, trying to, you know, not have any caffeine too, like, I guess after lunchtime really seems yeah. like it's... Are you ready? Dropping in! Ground pow! Ground pow! Ground pow! Epic! Have you seen my blog? And I think that's one of the things that people don't really think about when they're doing, when they're riding on a train or, or just generally when they're riding. People are chronically underfueled all the time. Yeah. So it's, uh, if you're doing a big bike ride, yeah. you've got you to well, get planning with yeah, that one for it, sure. Yeah. It leads us nicely to like your, is it fair to say it's your iconic, your iconic movie, your yeah. iconic adventure yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the, the West Highland Way, the fastest, fastest man up the West Highland Way. Not anymore. But, no? Uh, no, 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 not anymore, no, but uh, it certainly was at the time. Are you going to take it back? I'll have a, yeah, I think I'll have a go at some point, Got but um, have a crack, no, Connor have Swift it. has it. Yeah, it was quite cool, actually, because he, he wrote it because he'd seen the film. Like, yeah, he yeah, he yeah. watched the film and was like, oh, like, got got stoked on it. So yeah. it was funny, I was, speak, he was speaking to me quite regularly about, you know, getting, I'm quite ha- I was quite happy to give him some tips and advice because, you know, that's, you know, just cool to see him wanting yeah. to ride it you know like yeah. he messaged me on the rest day at the Tour de France asking me about Loch Lomond like what's the hike a bike like and I'm like no way like this guy's like, <laughs> literally racing the Tour de France and he's texting me about the West Island way that's pretty, amazing yeah, yeah. is that is that like a sort of a happy byproduct of doing the challenge and then putting the video out or did you think like this will inspire people of all of all ranges because like even so how I came to know about you was that Tony messaged me the link and was like, I'm in a race with this guy at the weekend. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Right, yeah, he's a serious person. I've done the West Island, I've run the West Island Way and yeah. I've hiked it a couple of times. So I've got quite an intimate understanding of like what bits I absolutely hate yeah. and what bits are like really good. And then trying to project that onto a bike yeah. is like a different thing. So I was like, oh, the bit along Rannoch Moor, like, oh, he'll be flying. Yeah. But the bit at like Inversnaid, you know, between the Inversnade Hotel and Benglass Farm, yeah, that's hard. It's hard enough to walk that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess did you did you think like this is going to get more people out to try and do this, or was it just a personal challenge that has grown arms and legs? <coughs> yeah, it's an interesting one because it's not a new idea. Like I've done it before, so you know the uh, the whole motivation behind it was I you know I did start getting fit again. I stopped racing. You know, you could say retired if you want in 2014. I had a pretty flipping difficult spell, to be honest, just in terms of career. And uh, it was, all, yeah, it was, it was, it was hard, and it was just wasn't working out. So I'm like, stopped racing, figure out what I'm going to do in my life, like in terms of, you know, and coaching's always been that's how I've made a living basically my whole adult life, pretty much. So I was coaching, and the kind of riding that I was doing while well, I coached, but I was generally riding kind of enduro mountain bikes, you know, big mountain stuff, because the bike that I got as my for my job was a, a Santa Cruz Bronson, which isn't a cross country race bike. It's a, you know, and that was my only bike. So I'd ride my Bronson pretty much for work, and whenever I had the opportunity to ride outside, I would ride that. And then I moved into riding BMX and skate park. Started off on a twenty six inch wheel hardtail. Actually, I got a Santa Cruz Jackal and started getting really into the skate park and learning backflip and all this kind of stuff, which was, which was cool. It was just like the you know I always wanted to keep riding. Uh, but I didn't have a road bike, didn't have a cross country bike, so my fitness just really dropped. And mm-hmm. because I wasn't training for stuff as well, I was like living a bit more. And I was hanging about BMXers, so I was like drinking quite a lot of beer and eating a lot of pizza. So my nice. fitness, my fitness wasn't wasn't great. But yeah, when I got the, it's kind of started to develop this relationship with, with Wahoo, and got the opportunity to have a you know a kicker and like the basically like the dream like ecosystem as they call it, yeah, you know, yeah. like at home. So it's like I had this set up, and I'm like. We moved into a new house and, and then lockdown I'd quit my job as well. So I quit my, I, work, I was working for Scottish Cycling and it kind of got to a point where I was like realising that like to progress my career in, in a NGB it would be going into like a management role or going into an administrative role and it just wasn't really something that, that suited me. So 
decided that setting up my own coaching company was probably the best move and quit my job, set up self-employed and then COVID hit. Thankfully, it wasn't an issue. You know, I had enough clients and a lot of people wanted to, you know, a lot of people were like me. They wanted to got blessed with, with time and wanted to, to train and get fit through that period. So, and I just started riding, you know, I think that first week of the pandemic, I was on the kicker every day. And it started, once it start, started to be clear that we could kind of ride outside as well, start riding outdoors a bit more. And Katie was still training for the Olympics. Yeah. So I think she, she found, like, she learned a lot of good, good lessons through the pandemic as well. And like the consistency of being in one place and having just repeating weeks and being, you know, consistent in training realized that that was actually a real really good way to to progress and and uh yeah and, and and improve your fitness so yeah so i started started to get fit and when i took the idea you know, I mentioned the idea to wahoo that's when it started to grow arms and legs we started to the you know the, the potential for the budget increased and santa cruz had you know they had this kind of this one-off bike that i could ride and everything just snowballed you know it just went mental and and so how long did you have to prepare? Like, you didn't really need to recce the route. Like, the route's in there, isn't it? But I rode the route a couple of times. Because I, I hadn't ridden it for about nine years, I think. So I'd ridden bits of it. But, I, you know, I recced it a little bit. I would say that seriously prepping for it, probably two months, maybe three. But I'd been thinking about doing it, you know, for like the year before. Yeah. Like, it had been, it'd been in my mind, you know, to ride it and try and break that record. But actually, the point where it was like, right, you've got to, you know, this is going to happen was I think I remember speaking with Louis Quinton at Wahoo and he he was like, you know, this is way more money than we've ever put into a film before. And I was just like, don't say that. <laughs> you like, better, you like get under the stomach tenors. just dropped <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, pressure, this is not what I want. But yeah, that's what, yeah that was probably late June, maybe early July, something like that. And I'd, I'd been putting some time in on the bike, but you know, it became became real kind of then. And, and I, yeah, it was like, we kind of had this window of, a week or two in September and we're like yeah the weather's always meant in September isn't it yeah and it was just like it just wasn't we had one absolutely gleaming day but you know the wind was was blowing from the north so it was suboptimal I've forgotten what the initial question was there I've just rambled so good. much but basically the initial question was West Highland Way go but yeah West Island Way de- that's definitely a big turning point in my, my career like yeah, I said yeah. I'd, uh, yeah did you I'd notice like straight away even like simple things like your Instagram people YouTube videos did you notice it always like oh I'm getting a bit of something here I wouldn't say so much on a person like personally like I think my yeah my, my Instagram following's definitely increased over the last couple of years but just looking at that film and you know it's it's t- it's all got over 160,000 views now, which for a 20 odd minute long documentary yeah, is pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty good. You know, it's not a, it's not a 10 second cat video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's, no, it's like, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got, it's got good views. And what I think, what I'm really proud of is that it's pretty timeless. You know, it's the one, it's one that was just going to kind of slowly burn away and take, take over in terms yeah. of views. Well, you'll, get a, really you'll get a few hundred thousand views off when yeah. this episode off comes out. But it's amazing um, like the amount of people who've gone out and done it as well. Maybe yeah. not in one go and definitely not in 10 hours, but yeah. the amount of people that have yeah. been inspired. And I think part of it is like a relatability, like having something so iconic as the West Highland Way that everyone knows about and then being like, oh, you can do that on a bike. I'm yeah. going to go and give that a go. I ran it a few months back not the whole thing just the tough bit by Loch Lomond yeah. and I saw like five six guys on a bike yeah, yeah. and I was just like sweet and I'm, part of that's definitely down to you highlighting what's possible on it yeah. I think it's nice the relatability of the video yeah. and how it's been cut and edited yeah. like how it's been put together makes you think like that looks good fun even though it, yeah. it yeah, must it's a have challenge been. And yeah. what's fantastic about the West Highland Way is it is, a, it is an adventure and it's gnarly but it's so accessible. You can walk one mile of it. You know, you can, you know, people do, you know, walk the dog on it uh, yeah. on, on sections, you know, all the time and they, they maybe work, walk for 15 minutes or something, you know, yeah. or you can do a bigger chunk or you can do an out and back. And it's that route that you're, you know, you're maybe on in the, you know, if you're maybe quite a hardy kind of outdoorsy person, you've got your, you're used to being in the outdoors, but you'll be out there and there'll be people in football strips with trainers. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, you know, it's like, they're like, oh my God, this is the first we're going to walk the West Island Way and they're like totally unprepared but they're just getting it done, you know? Yeah. It's like that first dip, in, dip of your toe in, uh, into the outdoors and it's it's the thing that 
probably gets people it either either turns them off, but most of the time it gets them hooked. You know, yeah. they're like, "This is fantastic." It's like um, it's like hiking Conic Hill or Ben Lomond. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like this is a, I'm going to do my first Monroe. Like, how many people's first Monroes been Ben Lomond? And yeah. then before you know it, you're doing you're taking alternative routes up Ben Nevis, yeah. or you're you're, yeah, yeah. you're doing you're doing big days. You know, it's the gateway, the Cairngorm. Yeah, it's a yeah. gateway. It's a total yeah. gateway. I think that's that was again one of the reasons I thought the film would be a good idea. Is that it's it's like you say it's it's relatable. It's you know, so many people know about the West Island Way. You know, it's on BBC News. You know, man man mountain bikes the West Island Way, and it's like yeah. it's, it's a news story. You know, it's because like, people yeah, it's like people wouldn't think that you could ride a bike up it. What what's the so I've got two questions about what's next in the West Highland Way. So mm-hmm. either maybe doing it again and trying to beat the record, fair enough, good challenge. Yeah. What about there and back in under twenty four hours? Doable? Uh, yes, yeah, I think more than doable. Like it's not. I don't think it's for me just now. Okay. Yes, yeah, I mean it's, I can't see why not. Tony, it's, down, it's going to be down to you then, mate. It's me. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, like, there's two <laughs> people in this room who are capable. Yeah. <laughs> but the the other one is because what's the most interesting part about it is it's. A supported FKT, yeah, right. So that opens up doors for like a really competitive FKT. Yeah. So like top of Conic Hill, you can switch your blur out for a V. What's the Santa Cruz downhill bike? The V10. Yeah, bombing because that's gnarly down. Like I've done that on a cross country bike down there, yeah, and yeah. I've walked most of it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's that's a gnarly descent. Or like gravel bike switching stuff out. Yeah. Is that an option for it, or is that a bit? Is that pushing the the boundaries think, of yeah i mean to be honest it's one of the things um i wouldn't say regrets a strong word but you know the first time i rode the west hill and way it was literally i don't know if i can ride up here you know i didn't I, you know i've never done anything like this before and yeah. so i'd like my parents came along as always like my parents were always really supportive even though i'm in my fully grown man in my 30s they're still <laughs> still always always keen to come to a race and hand up a bottle but nice. It was it was more of a safety thing, in in that first, you know, in that those first time, certainly that first time I rode it, and the second time I rode it, I did it for charity as well, and it was kind of I needed a bit of a bit of backing, so they were always there for bottles, and um, you know, the first time I did it, I remember stopping and eating like soup and sandwiches, like literally, you know, having a picnic, you know, yeah. <laughs> two or three times, you know, it's like, and still on chronically underfeeling it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say like that's one of the things that. It really got to me um, in the film as well. It was like I kind of talk in the film about being in a negative headspace from Kinloch to Fort William after I take the wheel change. Really didn't want to have to have any support, you know, if, or or minimal support. You know, I felt like the main reason I had wheels and and stuff like that is because the pressure of making that film was was real, you yeah. know, and it was a case that if I don't, you know, we could have said like, oh, we'll just make the film, and even if you don't break it, it's still a good film. But it's like you need to break the record for the film to be, you know, it all, it really all became more about making a good film rather than particularly about breaking the record. I actually broke the record, uh, about two weeks beforehand on a practice oh, really? and I'd punctured. So I already, I already had the record, but again, it's like I wanted to, to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's um, mad. So you, you'd just gone like, gone up to Mogai with the intention of doing the whole thing, or were you just going well yeah, and then you were like, it, do, "Yeah, what, to, to be honest, again, like <clears throat> the pressure of the film was really getting to me. You know, the fact that we, you know, like I say, I'd been kind of told, you know, there's a lot of money getting invested yeah, in this yeah. film. Failure just wasn't really an option. So I really wanted to have it in my. It was really for a confidence, for a confidence yeah, boost sure. more than anything. And I only I, I punctured in on the military road to Fort William, between Kenlock and Fort William, I punctured. And yeah, literally ended up riding the flat all the way to Fort. I just couldn't be bothered stopping. I would have had to put a tube in and stuff. And it was like I had, I was like, sod it, I'll just, I'll just ride it in. And I finished in nine hours and eighteen. So I was only four minutes slower than my rec- like my ride with the wheel change, and literally rode for a long way, like yeah. with a, literally with a flat tire. Which is why, like, when we were shooting, when we did it on the day, I really thought it was going to go under nine hours, and it kind of had like eight, eight forty-five, eight and a half in mind. A bit of an explanation of why I was so disappointed. You've know, seemed pretty disappointed at the end. Yeah, you know, being like, oh, I wanted to go faster, you know. Yeah. But um, so for our training ride from Glasgow to Warsaw, yeah, that's like our goal for June. Um, we're doing the North Coast Five Hundred, oh, so amazing. we're going to just do that. 
and try and get that done in like three and a half days, isn't it? Is what we're aiming for. So hey, some long, big. long yeah, days. Big days so, um, and like, again, North Coast 500, we've seen through restrictions, travel restrictions, that that's been abused by a whole bunch of people, mostly yeah. presumably camper vans. But the locals along the way have spoken out and said, like, be more responsible, be more yeah. like this. And this is part of like, on our journey around, like trying to, be as responsible as we can along that route. Have you yeah. done any of the NC500? Yeah, I've ridden the whole Have you thing. ridden? Yeah, yeah, I've oh, ridden nice. it yeah, in four days. Pretty much when it was first, I guess, established as a route, I rode it again for um, for the Beatson. Ah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. With uh, my good mate James Wright uh, and Ekin. Yeah, in four days, and it's flipping pretty savage. Like, yeah, and I've driven around it as well at points and, and ridden and like Apple Cross built ridden the Bilac and stuff in isolation yeah. so but uh, that's cool yeah, it's, nice. a good, it's a good route which yeah. way are you going to go? Are you going to go clockwise? Uh, uh, yeah. Clockwise yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. we're looking forward straight, straight to uh, the Apple Cross in yeah <laughs> and then yeah then up, up the I guess there's, there's yeah, yeah there's, there's two bits that you can do a wee shortcut yeah. So maybe have them up our sleeves just in case. Yeah. yeah. But no, I th- I if you're at the Apple Cross Inn, there's no shortcut. You're flipping. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're committed there. You're yeah. committed to a hard ride there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any tips for along the way from along the NC500? Bits that we should see hey. or maybe just close our eyes and grit and bear it? Don't be in too much of a rush. It's like, especially if you're doing three and a half days, it's going to be the long days. So just like, uh, think, think, you know, marathon, not a sprint stuff. Yeah. I would say, like, just, you know, take, take your time and. You know, try and avoid this. Try and avoid stopping too much. Keep riding, but you know, keep an eye on your how hard you're trying. Yeah. Um, what about uh, village signs? There's quite a lot of village signs. You th- the only one that matters is Inverness, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take as many as you want, but if you're not first in Inverness, there you are. There's a finish line, right? Um, but uh, no, I would say one of the things that's, that uh, struck me on. On it was um, riding the A9s. Pretty cam has it has its moments. It's quite frightening at points. Yeah. But uh, and to be honest, like say if you started with the A9 and then you rode all the way the other way around, it would it's kind of the wrong way in my opinion. But it would be like it would almost crescendo, you know. So it's like you'd start with like you'd be riding up the up the North Sea and you you know there's still lots of pretty bits and nice nice views and stuff. But it would just kind of almost build and build and build and build. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you it's almost like you peak in the northwest. Yeah. You know then, when you're kind of you've you've been through through the high you're through the big mountains and you come to the kind of Durness Beach and visually it peaks. You know it's like it's just like every every corner is just like just gets better 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 and then you kind of from, when you're kind of getting to Caithness and start to come round it's like oh. Remember, remember <laughs> how many it was two days ago, <laughs> and you're a bit like you're still blessed with like this amazing views and stuff, but it's just not as it's harsh. It's like it's not as good, but yeah, yeah it's like know, guiding kind of, guiding you back to real life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you get to John O'Groats, and there's like this special thing about John O'Groats, isn't there? Really yeah. Being that kind of you know real you know north northeasterly point, and it's exciting, and you're like right, hundred miles or hundred and ten miles to Inverness, <laughs> then eh? Down down A nine. So basically, the stops are. Pull you. Yeah, that's where we stopped first. It's a big first day of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what we did. Same thing, yeah. Then Tongue. Yeah. Then Tain. There we are. And that's it. But that's. Jobs. Yeah. I mean, and then in Vanessa. And then we're doing. It's lock. easy enough to write it down and put it on paper. It's yeah. Lock Ness. It's up Lock Ness the day after yeah. we get back, yeah. Oof. <laughs> that's just going to be a recovery right? yeah that's with a group of boys who are coming up as well so we'll do Still yeah, you're going to have to yeah. you're really flipping get planning the old carbs there you're going to be planning the nutrition yeah. big time is that part of your coaching as well do you coach nutrition within your your programs uh, as well or is to a degree like yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not a qualified dietitian so yeah. it's uh, it's like there's lots of people who have nutrition qualifications which are not really you shouldn't really be telling people what to do off a nutrition qualification it's like if you're you know, if you really want um, good quality nutritional advice, you want to speak to like a registered dietitian. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the general rules I or the general advice that I give is try to be as inclusive with your diet as possible. So instead of thinking about bad foods or things you can't have, thinking a lot more about what what things you must have each day. There's a few kind of classics that most people are familiar with, so like five fruit and veg a day. Mm-hmm. You know, th- you try and take that kind of approach to it, or drinking two liters of water a day. Yeah. So, thinking about that with like protein as well. So, gen- you know, generally like 20, 
20 to 40 grams of protein every three to four hours and kind of trying to take it in like one big hit as opposed to drip feeding it or um carbs carbs is a huge one you know it's like because you know people talk about you know there's like this kind of toxic kind of diet culture that people say carbs make you fat and it's like well pretty goddamn important you know it's yeah. like, especially if you're doing i guess it's having a good understanding of energy demand and and, yeah. uh, and making sure you at least meet that you know i think a lot of people think about when they they ride a bike or they almost think about things that they saw what they can do something oh, i can ride my bike for two hours without eating i can i can do that it's like yeah but you can do it but is it a good idea yeah um it's like or like people as well another one that people do is like well, rest days they are oh, i don't need a rest day and it's like yeah but re- rest days are as important if not more important than training days so it's not you don't just take them because you have to have them you, know, you don't just take a rest day when you're exhausted you plan them in it's like that's you don't you know you won't you won't improve or adapt if you don't allow for that adaptation so yeah, yeah i think people there's too there's big culture almost like suffering and pushing through stuff and you know, yeah and sport and cycling um so it's like it's trying you know it's, a, it's the cliche training smarter but um yeah it definitely definitely works yeah what are, what are the so it's wardell cycle coaching mm. what are the kind of people who are coming to you for is it like people who are looking to like change disciplines or get better bike handling or improve their fitness or is it like heavy hitters who just want to be even heavier hitters i would say no almost no heavy hitters i would say i thought mark stewart was going to come to you for a few tips mark stewart mark stewart's had to, he's flipping knows that knows all my tips <laughs> <laughs> he's been that boy since he was a child <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh no it's like um i guess the mission is for me is to help riders feel more confident Generally, riders who are looking for guidance um, and looking to, yeah, feel more confident in their fitness, feel more confident in their in their bike handling skills, whatever way. And a lot a lot of the people that I work with don't actually compete. Like they may maybe compete to a level, but and I have worked with professionals and 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 professional mountain bike racers and and road riders and aspiring you know ambitious riders. But generally, I would say the the big thing is it's about improving confidence and it's about working with every kind of bike rider yeah so it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's i think there's always you can learn things the hard way and it's like it does take a long time to figure it out through making just mistakes for me it's a lot more about like you know i think when people come to me because i have a back you know i've, I've been coaching a long time now so over 15 years i've been coaching and i've and i've coached at you know uh to a high level for for a lot of federations and i've got a reputation as a as an elite as an elite cyclist or or a pro, you know, it's. Uh, I think when people come to me and I say, well, you, "You stop riding so hard," you know, we need to like think about being more consistent. You need to rest more. You need to eat more. And if it's coming from, from me, who's like a I don't know, like a skinny fast guy, you go, "Oh, this skinny fast guy is telling me that I need to eat more and stop <laughs> riding so hard." It's like, well, it's actually yes. It's whereas if it was a. If it was a rider that maybe didn't have the background that I've got, and they're saying you're just going, you're just trying too hard, they go, "What do you know? I'm better than you. Like, yeah. you know, you're just soft. You know, it's yeah, a, yeah. you know, I read on, I read on Instagram. It's about who suffers, who wants it the most, yeah. and who tries the hardest. You know, it's actually, but yeah, it's the it's the training, yeah, training that's smart like, cliche or like yeah. it's, a, it's a cliche for a reason, though, right? Yeah. yeah, you can find on any Reddit forum like. First person I know that's going to coach for coaching advice from Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> how how do I beat Tony at Village Signs? Yeah. Go and then it, yeah yeah. But it's the same. Story. Like it, it has so much more impact if it comes from someone who's actually like doing it and yeah. has the two yeah. chevrons next to their Strava account. Uh, have you got the double chevron? Have you? Yeah, I do. You yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. Pro, pro, what does that mean? <laughs> do you know how? I know that? Pro. Isn't it? <laughs> do you know how I know that, Rab? Because I was. Because you've um, got. If, is it? Is it your homepage? Is my strategy account your yeah. homepage? <laughs> uh, so we, we have. Uh, you knew what, what ride what, I'd done. What today you should before know. I even did. What, yeah. Exactly. Ah. What you should know about Todd is, Todd's likes a rabbit to chase. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you if Todd's out by himself, he needs to have a goal, and that needs goal usually comes from Strava, right? Yeah. As like, you were coming up the stairs, I was like, average speed today thirty one point seven k's. <laughs> Look at the heart rate though. Three. 203. Oh no, that's your watts. Yeah. Let me view analysis. Yeah, have a little view at the analysis. <laughs> top, top speed 70.6. Yeah. That's pretty good going. 
Yeah. Stop looking at the top things. <laughs> average, average cadence. You're bang on the money. Oh, let's do a wee Strava test. Right? Yeah, I literally said heart rate. You're not. You've not even looked so, at the heart rate. What's the heart see, rate? Tell the, me. The zones. Yeah. My man, you were in zone one and two. The zone whole one time. and two. Chilling. The whole time. Chilling. Chilling. Flying. Kicking back. <laughs> yeah. Kicking back. Don't look st- at the speed. <laughs> still taking some some top uh, some some top tens. I snuck but, in behind a tractor at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason, the reason that I know that you had the two chevrons was because when I did my wee ride on Sunday, yeah. my little 42k's eyeballs out into the wind, yeah. um, when I got my tailwind, yeah. I got a lovely wee... Uh, the little section from... It's called uh, Bridge of Weir Road Climb. Fastest this year. I'm impressed. Number two, Colin Forbes. Number three, Katie Archibald. I know her. Joint number three. Rab oh, yeah. Working as a team. <laughs> Probably sat, sat on the wheel, I reckon. Yeah. But then it, like, I'll let you figure out who sits on the wheel. <laughs> but also then when I go in and look at the ride, it's like you did twice the distance and like, yeah, into a headwind. Like, You're the guy oh, that's oh, in a Fiesta racing the Porsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Porsche doesn't know they're in a race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you won. Yeah, exactly. This yeah, is like yeah. One of the things we, yeah. were, we were talking about was like... Uh, before we got you on, we were like, Rab doesn't know how often we talk about Rab as just like a sort of, what are you doing? Sort of like an idol. That, that just, but you just sort of represent like the, the sort of like what, what it could I be. Live in the yeah, south yeah. side of Glasgow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Rab must have rode past my house today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. true though, like same with your old enough to know better videos. You yeah, know, yeah. like they're, they're super accessible. Yeah. And it's, it's what we were talking with Mark about, like, vlog thing his vlogs like, are good eh? they're really good yeah I'm enjoying them and it's nice to be able to see like a little bit of a not just on tv yes. from the back of the motorbike yeah. or whatever cameras it's nice to actually see like what's happening and like a lot of your stuff is also in the skate park which is cool like the one episode yeah. where you went to do the backflip get yeah, the backflip yeah. again like oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so good well, like, the one when you really got your hair cut yeah, also a great one that series was an opportunity to just have like a bit of a I just recognise a bit of a thank you as well like you know it's like the, the Scottish cycling community is mint and it's uh, there's a lot of things that I'm really grateful for as well like you know the fact that I was born at a time when the, when the mountain bike trail or I was born at a time that I was a teenager when the mountain bike trail started to get built and it started to establish itself as a sport and you know, managed to go all over the world racing and, you know, have loads of opportunities. It's been, it's been amazing. And it was almost just like a thank you. And it was like, you're dedicating that series as well to Sandy. Like to Sandy Wallace was, you know, in memory of, of Sandy, because he was like one of these just real good dudes, you know, like it was a local bike shop, local cycling club and really supportive and not just of me, but so many people, you know? So it was like, it was great to be able to, again like to pitch that series to Wahoo and for them to go yeah let's go, let's go for it you know because I think that's one of the things that's uh, just been totally honest with us if if I didn't go to them with an idea we would have just, it would have just fizzled out after West Island Way you know had this kind of career highlight if you like and I somehow managed to uh, I'm really into film and photography and music and you know I guess the arts and I'm into riding my bike and to be able to make a film about riding my bike and put it on you know actually reach such a big audience with that is like a real career highlight and then to kind of pitch a story where I'm like, I kind of want to share my life story. You know, it's like, what a flipping vanity project that is. You know, but it's like, it's just to kind of get some context, I guess, to what, you know, it's, it's almost like a prequel, you know, as well as a sequel to the West Island Way film. And yeah. to, I guess to just add a bit of context, because, you know, the West Island Way film really was a film about the West Island Way, and I'm, I'm just a character in it. Whereas to be able to, to make a series where you can kind of, you know, give a nod to Unit 23 Skate Park or just the Scottish government for building the Seven Stains, you know, and funding that, you know, Sports Scotland and the Scottish government and, you know, the British mountain bike scene, British cycling, these guys, who, people who put races on, you know, it's like a bit of a nod and I've always wanted to bring more of a spotlight to the British cross-country series because the riders are amazing, the, you know, the level of competition is high, courses are good, you know, the the people who put the races on are great, but it just doesn't, it's it's really quite quite an amateur racing scene so if I could do something that can help kind of elevate that to like more of a professional professional scene that'd be cool because I guess that's probably like a bit of a mission of mine for the next few years is to try and bring a bit more to I guess to try and help increase the profile of those races and give them a bit of a bigger audience yeah Yeah. and um, I guess that's it you've hit the nail on the head it's like the people who have just the athletic achievements 
and not really much other context around you know the the day-to-day stuff that actually make people interesting that you know like almost if you look at Pogachar versus Roglic Roglic has a story we know more about him and that's why although he's not the better cyclist yeah. this year yeah he's the more compelling story person to watch yeah. so whatever else he gets involved with so like with you yeah. whatever else you're then involved with people will be interested in so that's it does make sense to like flesh you out off the bike yeah. to then be like yeah because now people like this guy and now look what he's doing he's doing this this and then like yeah it's like the youtube video of you doing the West Island Way, the movie, 160,000 likes. Yeah. There's 160,000 people who, guaranteed, after they watched it, were like, I gotta get on my bike today. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, the cool thing about that film is the people that say that they go back and watch it, you know, they watch it more than once, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, watch it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you should get, um, there's a, it's on the Banff tour, doing like a worldwide tour at the moment, so it's gonna get, it's gonna be screened on the big screen in Edinburgh. I don't think it's getting screened in Glasgow. No, it's it's shame, actually the screening because you're doing a. Are you still doing it? The kind of the sit down and chat. Oh, I'm doing one in the, yeah. I'm doing a uh, an event at the start of April. Yeah, so that this episode will come out probably on the Tuesday before the Saturday. Ah, okay. The time yeah. it wrap gives. Yeah, something. yeah. So that's gonna be that's again. It's quite a small. Um, I guess it's more of a community. Yeah, it's it's a it's uh it's for Paul Davis, who's the guy from. From Dalgetty Bay, who's riding the ride across Britain, um, lands in John O'Groats, and he's raising money for Cancer Research UK. Yeah. So we're doing doing a little event. We're doing a you know, screening and a bit of a Q and A. But uh, I'm hoping to also make it to the Banff um, screening in Edinburgh, which is I think it's in September. Right. Um, I'm hoping to get to that, and yeah, quite excited to see see the film on the big screen yeah, yeah that'd be great and the, the other films as well it'd be cool yeah. be the West film. Highland Way and eaten alive by midges the West Highland Way midges West West Thailand Way West West Way Thailand Way midges 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 and eaten and alive, eaten alive by, midges. by midges One of the most beautiful and most challenging walks in the British Isles. It stretches for 95 miles from the suburbs of Scotland's largest city. It skirts Scotland's largest loch, past the head of Glencoe, to the foot of Scotland's largest mountain. And eaten alive alive by midges. Come back and do it again because it won't be the same again. Oh, hopefully get out for a ride at some point as well if you're keen. Be good if you have a, a rest day. And you you not- yeah, look, to be honest, my rest days are pretty. Spend a lot of time pretty much horizontal. Oh yeah. Rest day, you know, <laughs> if I'm resting, I'm resting, and if I'm but like if do you do any group rides or anything? Do you, do you get any chain get group chain yeah, into that? Yeah. We're, we're trying to like obviously breathe life into it now with mm. the better weather. Um, mm. But yeah, we've got the the Croc Monsieur, which is our like little <laughs> chain gang. So there's mm. six of us. Yeah. Trying to add, we tried to add Mark last week when we had them in here. Like, hey, can you come and do it? Don't um, want to go riding with that boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, so I, he lent me his bike. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like, in the car he was like, "Can you just keep that in your garage?" I was like, "Yeah." And then we were going by, and he was like, "It's supposed to be going to Rab," and I was like, "I know that. That's an idol of mine, actually." That guy. <laughs> Um, no, he was yeah, meant to be right. We were, uh, we were meant to be keeping it uh, for him, but yeah, he said that user yeah. some bike that, isn't it? Well, it's too wee for me actually. So I took it, I took it to the east coast and did like a couple of rides on it, but it's too wee. The Panarello, his yeah. race bike. Uh-huh. He's let you ride that and everything. He said I could take it for a spin. Yeah. I took that as you could. This take is your it. new bike. <laughs> you take it for a grand. <laughs> Here's your new you bike. You could take it for a grand fondo yeah. or two. Yeah, but no, I'm terrified yeah. of the batteries running out because he didn't. Um, he didn't leave me a charger for the jury. Oh, so that's his way of saying you can have one ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was delicious. Like even though it was too wee for me, it was a delicious bike. It's an outrageous um, bike, that. Yeah. Is it like a dogma? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's yeah. just like you're cheeky. <laughs> Do you want it? You're cheeky boy. Well, I'll just give you, mate. Come <laughs> up to the household. If next time you're in Port Glasgow, yeah, I'll just pull up in a. <laughs> Steal Mark's bike. <laughs> yeah. well, I've just been handing it around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. You want to show on this 10 yeah. grand bike? Rent it. Bike hire. Yeah. <laughs> kill, <laughs> kill me, come bike hire. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what you should do. How many bikes have you got? Only one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a size 54. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll do you. You're afraid. I'm six foot two if it's me. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> But yeah, oh, it's like because I didn't even, you know, that way where I was like, I was just looking forward to how light it was, yeah. and then it was only when I got out and I like the first time I changed gear and I, I just heard, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, this is a different world. I'm alive. <laughs> just heard rab tony what did you absorb from rab <laughs> um i really enjoyed meeting rab i've seen like i said i raced with him before a couple of times and i know how good he is on a bike like you don't really know how good some of these pros are until you ride against them and like racing against him and like the likes of isla short charlie aldridge like all these other mountain bikers they're so fast, eh? Like, pfft, ridiculous. So I've got respect for whatever he says about a bike because I know how fast he is on one yeah. and how much effort. Like, he's obviously puts a lot of training in as well with his training uh, business, like his coaching business. He knows his stuff. And I quite liked what he was talking about, nutrition. The little drop that he was talking about, nutrition, how a lot of people are chronically undernourished. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's for me, like, I'm always chronically undernourished so that's good i think that'll be a big one for us on the ride yeah. making sure we're eating the whole way yeah um, the, the the overarching thing i get from it is like we will not be able to eat enough so we yeah. just eat all the time yeah what about you what should you pull from uh, that? yeah definitely that like fueling thing uh, i liked when he said take your time yeah that appeals to my uh, <laughs> yeah. effort levels yeah and interesting like again the stuff about coming down the a9 at the end that's just like I don't. Th I really don't think I'll be thinking like, "Oh, this is terrible." I think I'll just be thinking like, "We're almost done." Yeah. So definitely. How how hilly can the A nine be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Those are my big takeaways. But it's really good. Again, like just another little, another couple of advice tokens in the bag. We're building up a big sack of advice tokens, and eventually we're going to spill that sack all over ourselves, and all that advice will just make its way into our uh, mission. Yeah. So quite nice. Nice. What else you got to say about Rab? He's, he's, he's actually got a lot of good content out there. Go and check him out on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the the West Anyway video, the uh, Old Enough to Know Better stuff. It's good. It's just like, it's what he said. He's just trying to like highlight little, what do we call them, vignettes of other people he comes across in his day-to-day -day sort of cycling career, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, quite nice. And, and like the, the ones where... Uh, it's like tongue in cheek, or he's doing, you know, the one where I mentioned it, he went to go and get his barnet cut. Yeah, uh, I just, just like I like that kind yeah. of thing. So, bit of humor. Yeah, definitely worth a worth a watch. Not long till the NC five hundred. Now it's coming up very quickly. Yeah, what we got? Uh, Three, four weeks. I've started to compile the village signs, Todd. So I've got the first two days. The village signs are in the book. Or the ones that I could find. There might be some along the way. I wasn't able to gauge whether there was a village sign, but I've verified the ones that I do that are in on Google Street View. Right, so you've done... And given you the marker exactly where it should be. Basically, you've done digital scouting. Digital Digital scouting. route scouting. Like, route a proper, like a proper DS. I mean, this should be Nelson's job, but he's too busy finding all the, the lobster shacks and the, yeah. the, the wine, yeah. wine places. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited about that. Village Signs. I've been having some great training rides this week with a lot of riding with a lot of different people, which has been good fun. Yeah. And uh, chasing a lot of village signs and having a lot of fun on the bike. And yeah. it's when it's sunny, isn't it? Yeah. But I feel like you've been winning much. Yeah, a fair bit. Yeah. I've not been winning. Have you not? No. Went with Gary and Nelson, so a third of the Croc Monsieur to Mull. And the first the first ride we did was like a, a hundred and a bit. And there was only three village signs i won the first one gary won the second one i actually thought i was gonna win the third one who, who got the third gary. gary got it again so he took the overall he took the overall and then the next day yeah again there wasn't a lot of just not a lot of village signs but i just seemed to be out of position or yeah so 
a lot of second places, but yeah. I like to think mixing it, mixing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it should be good. Sweet. All, All right. right, guys. That's enough for this week. Yeah. What, you think you're getting all this for free? <laughs> See you next week, dreamers. I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'm making myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Joy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.